was there a point that you decided, okay, I'm going to just play to the crowd and play to the hate and just taunt every time you win? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah, I, I got to realize uh, 18 years in that I'm, I'm probably not going to win the most popular driver award. Uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion of that. I understand it. Um, but, but yeah, it's clearly, um, they think they bother me, but clearly it's having an opposite effect. So I welcome any fan to want to come to the dark side. Um, I, you know, it's the, all five of my fans are still out there chanting my name. They're over in turn three right now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, as Cat Williams said, a, a hater can't stand a winner. How did it feel to win the Bristol night race with MJ in attendance? And did you talk with him, uh, after the race? I have not. No. Um, uh, you know, it was a big weekend for the 45 car and with Jay Balvin in, in, on the car and that collab. So I was, you know, I was being a fanboy in the middle of practice. I'm taking pictures of Tyler Reddick's suit, you know, t t texting the guys to make sure I get that suit after this weekend. So, like, uh, it's really cool the kind of the crossover stuff they're doing. But, uh, yeah, I'm jealous at times of the paint schemes, jealous of um, the MJ stuff that Tyler gets to run. But, uh, you know, I it's, we're, we're still partners, and Michael, you know, views us winning just like he does our race team. So, uh, he says every weekend he's got three chances to win, and so this one he won. And what are you doing with that sword? Fighting off all the haters. Just I'm all nice. jam them in the gut. They come close for me. Kelly. Kelly KellyCrandallRacer.com. Danny, you've said it a few times now, and you have tonight, which is this year feels different. If you keep knocking, eventually the door is going to open up. How exhausting is it, though, at this point to keep trying to do this year after year and go through this process and just not be worn down by the fight to just get to that winner-take-all race? It's a grind, for sure. But he said it, right? You have to love the game. You know, I still love it, right? I, I very well could get knocked out next round or the next round. And then this year is, up. Oh, we failed again. But... I still love it. I love the process it takes to come to the racetrack and be fastest in practice and fastest in qualifying and win the race. Like it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. And usually at this point of probably drivers careers, they start not loving it as much because you just got so much other stuff going on, but I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor and I love competing and, you know, at 42, I, I love this sport as much as I ever have and what it takes to find an edge, right? I, it used to be back in the day, we could just, Joe would just build me a faster car than everyone else. You know, we come up with a new strict chassis and we just smoke everyone. I didn't have to put in a whole lot of work. You know, you just kind of rely on the fast car. Now with everything common, the driver's the number one X factor in your performance week in, week out. That is a fact. So it's on my shoulders to find the edges find the gray areas of where where can i get better where's my deficits um and i enjoy that process so the the joy and the and the and the your love of competition in the when it gets to the playoffs how different is the satisfaction or the feeling of winning a race in the playoffs versus the first 26 yeah it's different for sure um you know it's like, you know, this is different than if we would have won Darlington, right? You know, because even after Darlington, now you still got work to do in this round where, 
you know, I think a couple of years ago we won the first race in the first two rounds. And so we had four races where we kind of, all right, well, let's just move on and work on the next tracks in the next round. Um, but right now we're in the grind of, okay, well, we're week to week because, you know, up until this week where we felt pretty locked in. Um, but, yeah, it's, there are, it is different. Winning in the playoffs is different because you know that everyone is – all the drivers are as focused as they've ever been. The teams are bringing the best – you know, they're putting as much time as they've ever put in all, all season long. And, you know, when you can get the best of them, you know, you know you did your job that week. Question in the press box. <clears throat> Until we have a per question in the press box, Chris Knight. Hold on. Chris Knight, com. Denny, tonight you led over 14,000 laps in your NASCAR Cup Series career. I think that's put you in the top 12 of all drivers in the in the in the sport overall what kind of accolade does is that for your career and is that important to you yes um i mean chris says you, you we can't get too too caught up in the numbers but that's a lot of laps <laughs> so uh it's it's crazy time has just flown by but fourteen thousand laps it's that's crazy and uh you know certainly you know, I, I've never been a leading laps type of guy. I, I typically manage races, and I I manage it until the, to get to the end, right? I don't really care about leading the first lap and leading all the stages. Um, so, you know, typically my style is not going to lead to leading a lot of laps. Um, it's more race management to figure out what I need to do to, to win the race at the very end. Um, so it's it's a great accomplishment. I'm, I'm blessed to be with the team that I'm with and, and the manufacturer I'm with. That's that's what's that's what's got that for me. And your outlook on Texas Motor Speedway next weekend? Yeah, I mean we've already started working on it. Uh, we were there. We did the test uh, with Goodyear, uh, myself, Logano, and I think Suarez. You know, I feel pretty good about it. I feel like that tire is very very different. And I think it probably could catch a few teams off guard uh, and, and not uh, be what they expected because it is very different. Uh, but we at least kind of have a baseline uh, of what that is, and we're going to you know, start to work on it to try to put the fast car track on the track next week too. So I feel like we, we're in a good, as good a spot as anyone going into next week. Davey Siegel with Sirius XM. So, you know, last year you are talking about how you like to thrive on chaos. This year you said with the two 23-11 cars in the playoffs, your focus was going to shift a little bit from being team owner slash driver to pretty much just driver. Mm -hmm. With both your cars now on to the next round and you now having three races under your belt with that whole new situation, how do you feel like you're handling everything as driver Denny versus owner Denny? It's been it's been fun. <laughs> I mean, the last few weeks, I've honestly, you know, there's more to it than that, too. You know, like any, you know, personal service deals that I have, sponsor obligations, I always, my team always front loads all that stuff for before the playoffs. That way, you know, get all my obligations done. That way, I have more time these last 10 races, you know, to, to focus on the small details that, you know, that you don't always look at during the regular season. You know, it just fine-tuning right it's just more time to massage your craft or the car or information you have with your team so for me to kind of put 2311 a little bit on the back burner here the last 10 
it's um it's been awesome i've actually had a few afternoons where i was able to sit down and not do anything which is fabulous uh so i uh it's 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 been refreshing for sure i've had more time to hang out with friends and play golf if i want to or you know basketball leagues started back up my team's undefeated there we're on a roll um so i uh i'm having fun right now i really am so it's uh you know, the, there's a lot of stress with the ownership side for sure. And, you know, we're working on a lot of different things. Uh, and sometimes it can kind of scatter your brain in, in a ton of different ways. But, you know, it certainly helps me sleep better because I'm not, you know, my mind's not in a creative mode or thinking mode right before bread, bed. Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits. And obviously, on track's been really good the last three weeks. Danny, uh, so I think you're uh, kicking tires. You mentioned the cool factor as far as uh, the collaborations with Jay Balvin and MJ. How much of a morale and motivation boots can that be for 2311? It's good. I mean, you know, those guys know what they're representing. Uh, it's a big brand that they're representing. And, you know, to see, uh, you know, seven or eight of Jay Balvin's crew here, seven or eight from Jordan brand here uh, that don't always go to races, that's that's big, right? And that's why Michael came into the sport is to, um, you know, open up his platform to an audience that, that's probably not as familiar. So, you know, I think that uh, they understand what they're representing. That team works really, really close together. Uh, certainly, it's a lot different than, than a lot of teams that are out there. And, um, you know, certainly when you have, you know, these type of collabs, you know, the biggest hurdle for me is getting everyone's shoe order to their, deliver to their house on time. Lee Spencer, Catch Fence. Since Chris joined you guys in 2019, and I remember what a gut punch it was at Homestead because you were like lights out, and then you guys made that arrow change by putting tape on the grill, and it was just like devastating. Um, but I'm wondering from that low moment to now, what has been the biggest gains that you guys have made as partners and as a team? You know, we really haven't changed that much from like year one to now because it's been we've realized as long as we keep trusting each other it's things are things are good like when i have concerns I, i'm not afraid to reach out to him and express those right because it you know a crew chief and a driver's you know it, it's like a marriage well i guess i wouldn't know anything about that but it's you know i guess you're supposed to listen to the other person and you know be empathetic and all that other stuff um <laughs> but yeah well that's what i heard um so i feel like you know i i can't be afraid to say hey i have concerns about this and he can't be defensive when i i have those concerns and then when he tells me you knucklehead you shouldn't be doing this you should be doing that i understand it comes from a place of him wanting me to get better right and it's very easy if you're a veteran of the team to say, well, this is the way I've always been doing it. And sorry, like, you know, if you just make the car drive, like I want it to drive, we'll win every week. Well, his job is to say, well, perhaps you should adjust as well. And that's, that's what makes this relationship really work well is that we trust each other and we're pushing each other to be better. And um, so I, I think that that's really special in our series and you don't get it often. And I lied, we'll take one more, and we'll wrap up with Jeff. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously none of us have ever been in this situation, so I don't know if you can describe it to us, but like, what's it like to stand in the middle of like this massive arena, all the attention and the energy is like directed onto you, and you're like addressing all these people, like you have the floor for a moment. Like, <laughs> what, what does that feel like? Yeah, it's, it's why I love this track, right? I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's cheers or booze, like it's... You know, you've earned the right to be on that stage for that given moment, for that interview or whatever it might be. Um, so it's gratifying. I mean, I'm, I'm a person that, that, you know, feeds off of that because, you know, I know that my hard work has paid off, right? And, you know, it's, it's tough it is. Like Dion says it, like, what, you know, what, what about in me thinks I care about what you think about me. Cause it's not the same opinion I've, that I have of myself. Right. So I know who I am. I know, you know, how I treat people and, um, it's okay. Right. It's, it's okay to, to have fandom one way or another, but you know, to have just electricity, it's, that's fun. This is, this is a really fun moment in sports and it's really fun in NASCAR to have that many fans passionate one way or another, right? Um, that's good for our sport. Okay, Denny, congratulations. Thanks for all the time, and all good right. luck next week at Texas. Everybody talk shit. Come, bring it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly it's, uh, you know, they got through because of the hard work they put in the regular season. Uh, they get rewarded for it, as they should. Um, it, it it buys you some, some insurance, right? You know, I don't think anyone or certainly they probably didn't plan on having the finishes they did. Um, some of it was unfortunate circumstances and some of them you just, you know, didn't hit it that day. Right. But they earned that position to, to live another day and they're good enough that, I mean, there's not one week that you go to and just because of this little three race stretch that ain't nobody sleeping on them. That's for sure. The label means nothing, but do you guys consider yourselves the championship favorites? I mean, I, you know, I think I don't think I've I've been any better. I don't think our team's been any better. So I, you know, at our best, I know that we're we're good enough. Yeah, I mean, championship favorite is is uh, a term that I think loses its meaning. Um, I think certainly we're a final round favorite, um, and then you get to Phoenix and it's one race. But yeah, we're executing at a super high level. We have all the pieces put together to do it. So certainly why not us? Thank you. Uh, Adam Cheek, Franchise.com. Uh, Coach, what does it mean to win at Bristol so much uh, on your left? Um, 15 wins there in the last 14 years. What does it mean to win there so much and have that level of excellence at a track like this? I think for our, our whole sport, if you ask fans all across the country, NASCAR fans, they're going to rate this place as one of the absolute favorites, the place where they like to come. Uh, I remember all the way back to Dale Jarrett. I asked him what racetrack do you like the best, and he said Bristol. The sense of speed, and I think it's really hard. It's hard on machine and driver. And for Denny to be as good as he is here, uh, I think it says a lot for the talent uh, of a driver to be able to come to Bristol. So um, we just – we just think it's a special place. And so really appreciate something like tonight where we do run good. 
I mean, you guys could have swept this whole round, so you're, you're on it, but how do you keep that up at this point going forward? Uh, I mean, no, no race owes you a thing. This sport owes you nothing. In fact, it will take from you far more than it gives to you. Um, we had to talk about that today. Uh, so you just have to do it for the love of the game and show up every week as prepared as you can show up and thankful that you get to play uh, a game for a living at, at the sports top level and you have all the pieces that it takes to, to achieve greatness. And whether you get it or not, you know, that, that in the grand scheme of things isn't necessarily what it's all about. And um, we're going to keep taking that approach. It's been working well for us, and and um, see see how it goes. I think we definitely have all that it takes to do it. Zach, Zach Sternell, NASCAR.com. Denny, um, Bubba entered knowing, or you entered knowing that Bubba was 19 points out. He points his way into this next round on on merit. This, especially after crashing at Kansas, this could have been a really heavy weight for him. To see him overcome that, how significant is that for you as as the car owner to have seen his growth to this point? Yeah, I'm really happy with, you know, where that team is progressing to and, you know, really happy for Bubba. I don't, I don't think he's the highest he's ever finished is 20-something in points. Um, so he's doing well. He's he's really working uh, on his craft, and he's doing all the right things, and he's, you know, studying the right things, and he's really working with the team well. Uh, him and Tar Tyler are working really well together. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the trajectory that that – whole organization's on. I mean, that's just, you know, not three years complete, you know, to have two cars now in the round of 12 is you know, very, very humbling. Um, and certainly, you know, our goal going into the year was to have two cars in the playoffs. And now to have two in the next round, you know, it's, you know, we're, this is just icing on the cake. They keep, this is nothing but bonus from here on out. Is there any more questions for Chris Gabehart? We'll go to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Chris, um, I don't recall hearing you talk about for love of the game as much as you have tonight. And I'm curious, is that something you've always had and maybe I've just missed? Or is that a new idea, philosophy? Obviously, with this team, every year you guys are so strong. We talk about how strong you guys are. And then you know what happens, happens. So is that more of a... a philosophy or way to the, the, the mantra for the team this year in a sense? Uh, it's just a reminder for myself. Listen, there's no way you can, can, you can perform at this level as well as this team does and not love the game. It's impossible. You cannot put in the amount of effort that it takes to compete at this level without an extreme amount of passion uh, for what you do. It's impossible. Um, but I think sometimes we let uh, the numbers and the Kansas wins that slip away and the Darlington wins that slip away and, you know, you lose the poll by eight thousandths of a second. You get caught up in the numbers. You get caught up in the details. And the, the details uh, and the, the love for the pursuit of perfection is what brings you to the opportunities to win. They do not guarantee it. And, again, they will take it from you. This sport will take it from you more than it gives it to you. But I think it's just important to keep focus on how lucky we are to do what we do. And um, even on your worst days, things won't be, be that bad. And I just think that's an important message for everybody, not, not just our team. But um, it's certainly a, a great spot to be in, and I don't take it lightly. And, and 
for you and Denny, you referenced Kansas, but you both talked about how last week was 60 and, and, and how many of, the, of those opportunities you had in one. And, and 20 I think, of 61 now. <laughs> but see, uh, you always hear that you shouldn't, you know, that you shouldn't say the negative aspect because that's the thing that gets stuck in your head. And that's, you know, if, I, if I'm the crew chief, I say don't go long on the box, then that's the last thing you hear. So if you guys are focusing on the races that you lose, are you not doing more damage to yourself? And, and like I said, that's why I was kind of intrigued about this for the love of the game because you guys talk about how much you've lost all these races. Yeah, but from my standpoint, it's like since we've been together to have 61 opportunities to win, like that just shows that what we have is pretty special. And yeah, it, it is. And but it also shows you that, you know, how unpredictable the sport can be. Right. I mean, how much of a team aspect, I, you know, I've said this a billion times. Other sports, your competitors make a mistake. Boom. You pounce. You, you capitalize in our sport. Chris Buescher blows a tire and, <laughs> and it caused us a win. So it's like it just it happens in our sports. You're not going to win 100 percent of the time that you've got the best car or a car capable of winning, you know, we're on a 30% clip right now. That's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's really hard really in the next gen era more than ever. Um, I think with the gen six car, you, your win rate should be probably a little higher than that. Um, but everyone's so close nowadays, track positions, everything restarts, blah, blah, blah. 30% not terrible. It, it isn't, you know, we, we definitely can get, caught up and man we should have had that one should have had that one but we keep showing up like we're doing these nights happen because we just keep showing up we keep giving ourselves more opportunities and if you know if over the next seven weeks he gives me a, a car rated number one all seven weeks by the numbers we should win two and a half of them right so it's it, you know we're, we're still in a really good position and you know certainly I don't take for granted that um, you know, we, we put in a lot of work to, to do this. This doesn't, as Chris says, doesn't happen by accident, right? <laughs> We're clearly doing something right. And, you know, but at times you, you do have to remind yourself that, you know, it is a game. We get to do what we love. And, you know, I'm still, I still love it as much as I ever have. I, I do just, and a lot of it is because I show up every week knowing I can win. Um, there's been many years that that's just not been the case, but you know, there's just something special about, you know, this year and really the last four or five, that's just been a lot of fun from my standpoint. Chris, thank you for your time. We'll let you, uh, let you get back to tech. Any other questions for coach? And coach will let you go as well. Thank you so okay, much. Let me, let me mention one thing. I always think about our people back the 450 people at work there. I wish they could be here. I'm glad that we get to hang a banner where I get a chance to thank them. But JD was always focused on everything that happened with our race team. He related it back to those people and the obligation that we have to take care of them. So I just really appreciate them and the fact that we can live in a country where we can race cars and do this, have the fun that we have, and provide a place where people can maybe stay for their entire career. Uh, I just 
want to emphasize that, how fortunate we are. Most people around the world don't even have enough to eat, and we get a chance to do this. So, And J.D. was always focused on that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, we're going to Michael, then Bob, then Cole. Michael Massey, French Stretch. Denny, you talk about the, you know, the march for 60 wins as a goal of yours. And um, you're, you get 51 here. You're now 13th all-time, but you break the tie with Junior Johnson. So now you're the most all-time without that title. Obviously, you want to change that in seven weeks, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. to not have that title anymore. But um, how does that feel in this moment, to, to be yeah. the, the best, you know, the winningest with, yep. you know, without the title? Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of great opportunities. Um, you know, this day and this era of NASCAR racing is tougher to win than, than, than it's ever been. There's more cars capable of winning. Um, you know, we, we all run the same parts and pieces nowadays, so finding an edge is so difficult. We all share each other's data, so everyone there is no secrets for drivers anymore. Like, it's just to find edges, it's really, really difficult. So for me, I feel very blessed and you know honored to have the amount of wins that we've had in this era of of nascar racing um you know i, I i've been blessed to be with joe gibbs <laughs> honestly you know that uh i didn't have to go with an up-and-coming team I, I went straight to cup in a race winning car it wasn't race winning it when i got in it but it you know the team was right so i never really had to cut my teeth for years uh, with a with a lesser organization. So uh, that's carried me. Uh, JGR's team, the 450 people we talked about, the shop, build, built me the fastest cars for decades. And then now, you know, we're racing NASCAR's car and still being successful, right? So it's really cool to win on all kinds of different tracks, with different cars, with different tires, with all this different stuff. And we still find a way to adapt and, and win. So um, certainly, you know, it's, it's nights like tonight are certainly pleasing after having a couple weeks of like, darn, we should have got them, right? Keep knocking on the door, keep showing up, keep making it to the final four. Eventually your, your number will be called. And hopefully, you know, this is a year for it to be called. Bob, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I had a couple the first, I mean, it looks like it could come down to you and Larson. You guys are both the most consistent it seems like with speed, what are you going to have to do to beat him over the next seven weeks? Well, I'm not looking to beat him over the next seven weeks. I'm just looking to try to get there, um, trying to get to Phoenix. You know, once we get there, then I'll focus on what it will take to be the best that day. It's not him. It's, it's us, right? We know week in, week out, if we are at our best, we, we can't be beat. I, I just don't think so. Um, but, you know, you just never know. You just never know. I, but the process, I don't want to keep skipping ahead of the next round and the next round. Um, I can't, there's no way I can focus on Phoenix right now because there's too many unknowns between now and then. But certainly um, this year is different. And, you know, I told you guys before the playoffs started, you know, this year just feels different uh, with the capabilities of our team and, and the speed we're showing. So, you know, we've we've raced head to head the last three weeks, right? And he's it's been kind of one two, one two, one two. So uh, we we don't 
anything can happen. And, and certainly he's not looking at me over the next six weeks, and I, there's no way I can look at him. Um, we just have to figure out how we're going to get there with a shot. 